I'm Chris Carter, the Locked On Steelers podcast. The Pittsburgh Steelers dropped a 24-10 embarrassing loss to the Arizona Cardinals. I'll get you all my thoughts on this game and what it means for a team that's still in a playoff fight but has a lot to answer for. All that and more here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things in the Pittsburgh Steelers. As always, you can find the show on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoyed. Subscribe to this YouTube channel to get all of your daily Monday through Friday episodes as well as our bonus content. Thank you for making us your first listen every day because we're your team every day. And today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed. Steelers fans, you are going through it right now. And that game that the Steelers absolutely needed as a gimme they drop embarrassingly 24 to 10 to the arizona cardinals just the cardinals third win this season now the steelers they dropped seven and five and this is their worst loss of the season there's no question there's, there's no question about it you can go back to other losses the browns loss was pretty tough uh but against a division opponent you can kind of forgive some of those because you know a lot of times those games get, get close the jaguars game you could say well can you pick it got got hurt halfway through other things like that and it's the Jaguars they are fighting for a one seed right now in the AFC playoff picture. You can say the, the Texans, C.J. Stroud had a great game, and the Niners are one of the best teams in football. There's no excuse for losing to the Cardinals, and that's the bottom line. And so it got, you start to delve into this game, and you start to ask, what was the biggest problem? Was it the game plan? Because you oftentimes when you look at complete total failures like this, you look at game plans. But for the Steelers – I go back and I look at how this game was playing out and just none of it adds up for how they let this game get by them. Because when you go back and you look at how this game was going, was, was going from the first half, to the second half, the Steelers were control, controlled the run early. They kept James, James Conner bottled up early on. They were, the defense was doing its job until that 99 yard drive that it had, but that was just the thing on the 99 yard drive. You just had different failures at the complete worst times mistakes abound and I think it might be less of a game plan as much as uh they needed to they needed to find someone that could they could step up and make a play that held the team up, uh, you know up at, at the right point and no one did and you could say that across the board whether it was offense defense or special teams Miles Killebrew who has been an ace for the Steelers for years he's been a special teams captain for years three special teams penalties and then one of them gets to do, gets declined but just bonehead mistakes by a guy who's been largely reliable. And he also had a face mask against the Bengals and start to wonder what's going on, what's going on with him. But you look across the board on the offensive line, Mason Cole, not able to snap the ball. Not that he's not had problems before, but the problems get louder when they're in key spots like that. And you cost your team in big, in big, in big moments uh, on the opening drive of the game. The Steelers get in the red zone, Mason Cole uh, just lets his guy walk into Kenny Pickett, ruining that drive, the drive after that. Um, a bad snap hurt, hurts them. And even before that, Kenny Pickett missing on a chance to hit a wide open Najee Harris. Um, there's a lot of things that you can point around the Steelers roster right now and say, hey, there's a lot of issues. And at least with at least with this game, because, again, you know, coming off their, their, their win against the Bengals, the Steelers had a lot of positives to say the defense did what they were supposed to do. The offense finally gained 400 yards of offense in, in, that, in that game. And you can even see early on in this game, they clearly had a plan to attack certain parts of the field. Kenny Pickett on the opening drive, delivering to George Pickens, getting into the right spots 
reading the defense. Everything was clicking, and then all of a sudden, everything wasn't. And that's sometimes how it works in the NFL with trap games. But this, to me, does come back to coaching and Mike Tomlin here. And this is where you needed to find find a way, find a thing that your team could latch on to and say, hey, we will do everything with, 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 with this game, and this one thing will get us through this if everything else fails. Because there's plenty of times game plans go in, you call up the right play, and guys make mistakes. We've seen that all season, right? That's why the Steelers are 7-5. and five. They've been inconsistent in that part. But there needs to be moments when you're playing a team like the Arizona Cardinals that came into this game 2-10 and 10, that, that looked like they were dead and buried. And especially when you come out, you get three points early, you get three and out right after that. There's got to be things that you can rely upon to win on. And those things didn't exist in, in this game. Whether it was when they got to fourth and goal at the one, and they tried to run to run it to Najee Harris out of the shotgun instead of QB sneaking it, or you know having having him line up as a single back or with a fullback and letting them fully go power on the on the play. Whether it was the defense pinning the Cardinals at the one and then letting Kyler Murray walk down the field, and Kyler Murray and uh, in, in a Cardinals offense, Murray didn't have fantastic stats: thirteen of twenty three, one hundred and forty five yards and a touchdown, uh, an eighty nine point nine passer rating. You know, as a an efficient day, I guess, you know, kind of there. Uh, but what he what, what he did do well was third downs. The Steelers allowed um, allowed the, the Cardinals to convert 59% on third downs and really it was 10 of 16, so that's what, 5 of 8? So we're talking about 62% of really because the, the one of the third downs that they didn't convert technically was the third down kneel down at the end of the game. So really the Cardinals were 10 of 16 on third downs. You cannot allow a team like the Cardinals who's been struggling on all fronts to convert that many times to keep you on the field. And that hurts the Steelers. And on the flip side, you're 4 of 11 on third downs on offense. And that comes down to these were key moments. This is something that Mike Tomlin prizes every single week is winning the key moments, winning the, the, the third downs. That's what's kept the Steelers alive. That's what kept them alive last week. They were able to win on third down on both sides of the ball. That allowed this, the offense, even when they weren't putting up points, to be a difference maker because they were keeping the defense off the field. And that allowed them to, to be rested. The Steelers do win this time of possession game, but only by 30 minutes and 43 seconds to 29 minutes and 17 seconds. A marginal. It was basically a, you know, a, a split there. On time of on time of possession, the Steelers had to be a lot better there. Also, um, one and three in the red zone versus three and three in the red zone. You can't you can't have those types of moments. You need guys to step up at different points, um, and that's where the bottom line comes down to. And Mike Tomlin, he's a, he's gonna have answers moving forward because the Steelers' season is far from done. We'll get to them in a little bit. They're, they're still a winning record. They're still right in the playoff race. But this was a game where if they win this game, they're a game back of the Ravens. And they're right in the picture for AFC AFC North race. And even if they found a way to dig this one out, it would have been like, okay, well, they didn't win pretty, but at least they at least they didn't lose. And that's what what kept the that's what's really kept this team afloat was there was plenty of wins like that. You look at the Titans game, look at the Packers game. Not that those teams are nearly as bad as the Cardinals, but those were games where the Steelers looked like they were better and they stay squeaked by, but they found a way to squeak by. And those wins are what propped them up right now. When you look at their early win against the Browns, their win against the Raiders, the win against the Titans, the win against the Pack, those types of wins, that's what's boosted their resume and what has them in the playoff conversation. But when you can't win games like that against a team at home, like the Arizona Cardinals, that's going to cause a lot of questions. And, it, and it's questions that now you only have three days to really find an answer for as the Steelers have to take on the Patriots at home Patriots, yes, they look pretty bad as well, but their defense hasn't allowed more than 10 points in three straight games. Granted, they've lost all three of those games, but that's not a team. Like, if your offense is is so terrible that it can't put up more than 10 points against the Cardinals, you, you need, you're you going to be struggling in just three days' time. And there's lots of injuries to cover that we'll talk about here. 
But the bottom line is this, there needs to be a sort of a, a sort of reckoning. And it, the, the unfortunate part of this is that the Steelers have needed that a few, more than a few times this year. Granted, we knew this team was not going to be a Super Bowl caliber team. We knew this team was still on its way to finding its real identity that would carry it into you know the next year. We're still figuring out if Kenny Pickett can be the guy. He didn't look like it before he was injured. He looked like there were times early on where, where he looked he looked like he could have been. But ultimately in this game, there's still moments that, that were left hanging out there that kind of put him in a rough spot. That they kind of put the team in the rough spot. And there were times that he was put in a rough spot. And there's lots to break down there. We'll go that over our film study and do that in our stars and skulls grades. But this team needs to be able to have answers to balance out when other guys are making mistakes. Like, and I think that's the biggest problem on offense is that, you know, this team, when, you know, if Kenny Pickett is having a decent day, Mason Cole's having an off day. If Mason Cole's having a decent day, Kenny Pickett's had an off day. Or, you know, the receivers have been, have, haven't been connecting with, with Kenny Pickett. Or, you know, there's another blocking problem. Dan Moore's getting, getting abused. Or, you know, there's just miscommunications. Too many guys in the field. All those types of things just lead to more and more problems for the Steelers. And that, to me, is the big thing here is that they need to clean this up. And there's been too many moments where they've had to say, hey, let's get it together this season for them to – be able to say it now and it be like it's something new that they they have to address they know what they need to do the game plan was there and i think that one thing when we go over the all 22 we'll see there's again plenty of opportunities for them to win in the right spots but not nearly enough done and so there's big questions for the coaches as far as what are they going to do to motivate this team to move forward what are they going to do to find answers in a, on, in the short term because guys like mason cole pat Fryer, they said they had a great week of practice they said even after the game they said we we came in we knew what we were supposed to do and we just failed how many times have we heard how we heard uh, us talk about that on this very show this season and those are the big questions the coaches have to answer and the, the players have to answer in short order or this season will get out of hand. We'll talk more about that here in the Locked On Steelers podcast. we got to talk about the quarterback situation uh, with Mr. Trubisky and Kenny Pickett, as well as all the injuries that are mounting up for the Steelers on, on all sides. All that and more here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Chris Carter, stick with us. we got a lot to discuss. But first... We want to remind you this show is sponsored by BetterHelp Therapy Online. Life is full of twists and turns, and it's important to show up for yourself through all of them. I face plenty of times in my life when I've tried to shoulder on a lot of burdens, but I've found the best answers thanks to the help from good therapists. And that's where BetterHelp Online Therapy can help you. Because BetterHelp Online Therapy will, will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's actual professional therapy done online and available to people worldwide. You can log into your account at any time and send a message to your therapist. And sometimes that's the most important thing. When, you're, when the world feels too heavy and you and you don't know where to turn and you can't find someone right in front of you, having, having a, your therapist available to you online at any hour, that can be huge in helping you find the right answers in the right moments. And with therapy... BetterHelp Online recognizes that it can take a few tries to get the right fit. That's why BetterHelp makes it easy to, and free to change therapists if needed. If a special right now for our listeners, you can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn. That's 10% off your first month when you sign up today at BetterHelp.com slash LockedOn for BetterHelp Online Therapy. Back. 
back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. We continue our discussion in this episode about the Steelers' embarrassing loss to the, to the Cardinals here. And we can get into coaching and stuff, but we have to talk about uh, the quarterback situation right now for the Steelers because this is now the second time this year that Kenny Pickett has gotten hurt in a, in a bad loss, bad double-digit loss, right, right ahead of a Thursday night game. Last time it was the Texans, and I believe it was the Titans game that came right after that, and he was able to get back and get back and ready. But this time, he was in a walking boot for the second half of the game, and the Steelers now have to go, have to have to turn around, play at home against the Patriots, another team that they should beat, like the Cardinals. But they also should have beaten the Cardinals and the Browns, and that leads to more questions about what the Steelers are going to do on Thursday night. But in this game, we look at how at how both both uh, Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky when he uh, went out how they both played. Kenny Pickett, 7 of 10, 70 yards. Not terrible. It's an 89.6 pass rating. It's actually right around where uh, it's actually just, yeah, right literally like 0.3 off of where Kyler Murray was in this game. I, you know, I wasn't too mad at Kenny Pickett, but I did feel like there were a few, a couple opportunities he missed on a second down on the second drive of the game. He had Najee Harris in the flat wide open. If he hits him, it, he, there's just no one around him. They probably moved the chains on that drive. And that's where I think that this Steelers offense needed to be more efficient. Granted, I'm not too, I'm not too banging up too much on Kenny Pickett for this game. Why? Because He's completely, he's, he completely threw 10 times, completed seven passes, and he got hurt early on in this game and was and was knocked out of it with an ankle injury. And it was the opposite angle for which he's already been hurt. So lots of questions there about durability and, and and something that the Steelers are going to need to be very careful about with him moving forward. Mitch Trubisky comes in and statistically, fine, 11 of 17 for 117 yards and a touchdown uh, for 104.3 passer rating. You look at those numbers and you think, man, Steelers quarterbacks actually weren't the problem in this game. They were a little bit, though, because there were times where plays needed to be made that were open and they weren't made. But this is where I think it comes down to being a catastrophic failure across the board is that there's no one person to, to blame here. You're, point, you're pointing everywhere because, like I said, Mason Cole, bad snaps, killing drives, uh, you know, letting guys walk right up to Kenny Pickett to hit him while he's throwing, throwing the ball. Um, you know, he had a bad snap that killed a drive uh, and set up a sack. Uh, when Kenny Pickett was playing, and then when Mitch Trubisky came in, he snapped the ball low, and it turned into a fumble, and it turned into a fumble recovery that gave the Cardinals the ball back and really kind of sealed the Steelers' fate there. Um, that's that's inexcusable for a guy there. Um, so they, these are problems that continue to persist across multiple points for the Steelers, and that's where you, it's tough to look around and find answers when it's you know there's no there's no coaching that's going to fix snapping. There's no coaching that's going to change Mason Cole's ability to snap the ball or just being able to just block the guy that's right in front of him. You have to he has to be able to do those basic things. There's no there's no great motivator that's going to that's going to change that tone. It has to be up to him as an adult and as a professional. Um, but there are times when you look at the success that they had in different parts of the offense and why couldn't they tap into it more? 16 carries for 63 yards for Najee Harris, 3.9 yards per carry. Not a bad day. And a lot of that was a lot of the, the, the numbers I think got stunted at the end there when the Cardinals realized, Hey, Mitch Trubisky's in, let's just crowd the line of scrimmage and attack and attack Najee Harris. And that kind of clouded up the, the run game. Jalen Warren, nine carries, 59 yards, 6.6 yards per carry. Another another good showing when he's when he, when they're both given a chance they're, they continue to be a good one two punch but this game got too out of hand too quickly for the run game to be um, to be to, to be a factor late in the game and that's what the Steelers wanted to be able to do was to be able to run to um, to keep the pace of the game in the in the direction that they wanted and 
to be able to to kind of grind the, the defense out. But they didn't have a chance to grind the defense out because late in the game, they're playing catch up. And so that flips your attention to the defense and what went wrong there. Now, I have to admit, I covered the Pitt basketball game. The reason I'm in this this, this setting right now, I'm actually at WPXI right now because I'm going on the final word right after this. I've had a very busy day. I had to get up, go to the Pete, talk about college football playoffs, talk about college basketball, cover college basketball game while the Steelers game is going on, deal with the Steelers delay, get here, film film this, and we're doing this right after we're doing that show right after I do this. So I've had a pretty busy day. That's why I'm in this situation. That's why the sound and video might not be the best right now, but we're doing our best because we want to get you this show. But I, so I haven't had time to break down. I didn't get to see the total film from the from the press box and everything, or the total you know all twenty two view from that perspective. But I, the one thing I felt when I was watching this game, and the one thing that I did see was that once Alain and Roberts went out, the middle of the field became such a big problem for the Steelers because that's where they, they were just miscommunicating, not being in the right spots, and it and it boils down to the Steelers needed somebody on the defense to try to get them together, especially in, in this, at the second level because that's where Kyler Murray was hurting the Steelers the most. You look at the you look at the offense: Trey McBride, eight catches, eighty nine yards, and a touchdown. Everyone else, you got Higgins with a twenty one yard catch, a nineteen yard catch for Dorch, and a, and a nine yard catch for Swain. And a six yards catch for more. That's it. No one had more than 21 yards of offense. Kyler Murray lived through his tight end. And that's exactly where they went. And that's a smart move by the Cardinals. You know, when Landon Roberts goes out, hey, let's go to the one part of the field that's going to test all the backups. And I think that's where the Steelers ran into problems. And this is, I think, why they haven't been trying to, they've been trying to avoid putting Mark Robinson in because I don't think he's good at communicating right now. I don't think that he can relay the defense fast enough and it's going to keep people off balance and people won't know where to be and when to be at the right times. And so if Landon Roberts can't go on Thursday, which very well could be the case, he's like a late 20s player uh, age-wise, and it's going to be three days of rest, and who knows like how serious his injury is, that's going to be a serious problem because Bill Belichick, for as bad as the Patriots are, Bill Belichick's a, a coach that's exploited plenty of matchups over, over the years. And if, and if if you're a struggling Patriots offense, I'd be trying to run the ball, challenge those linebackers, and throw, throw the intermediate passes over the middle to try to beat them. And that's where I think the Steelers defensive breakdowns happened a lot in this game. Make Fitzpatrick finished the game with a broke hand, broken hand. seems like he'll be able to play through it because he put it in a cast. But you, but still, you expected somebody to be able to step up in this game. And I think that, and again, these aren't excuses for the Steelers. This is looking at very real what's going on with what the defense is going is, is uh, let it struggle so much in this game. Michael Walker made 10 tackles, but there were plenty of times where I thought he was late to his hole. Or at least not in the right spot, at the, not in the right spot, spot in certain spots. And there were other times I thought he did a decent job of getting to the ball and, and limiting a play. I thought, I mean, not he didn't give a lack of effort, but there were just times where you saw, especially late in the game when the Cardinals started to wear things down, they were able to get yards because the Steelers, uh, the Steelers defense wasn't, you know, wasn't being being gap sound. And that's one thing that they've been very well for much of this year in their best moments is that they've been gap sound and make sure that you don't just have easy running lanes and they account to, to keep the quarterback bottled up. Now, as far as, you know, rushing Kyler Murray, 20 yards, nine, nine rushes, it's actually not all that bad, but still, a lot of that comes down to what did you do on third downs? And I think that's where the Steelers, they've been a smart defense for most of this year because they've been able to win the key situations. And they weren't a smart defense in this game. You compound that with just sloppy on offense, turnovers. I guess a turnover. 
I think that was the only one was that fumble. But what did we say needed to happen in this game? The Steelers needed to win the turnover battle. You lose a fumble. You don't have the splash plays on defense. That's going to kill you. And the Steelers didn't come, didn't force a turnover uh, in in this game. They did they get did get two fumbles from the Cardinals. Neither neither which were recovered. But you never intercepted Kyler Murray. And frankly, for most of the second half of the game, for most of the game, in fact, there wasn't a reason for Kyler Murray to get risky. And that was the biggest thing that we said needed to happen in this game. They needed to put Kyler Murray in a position where he had to take risks and take some shots. That never came. Blame the defense, blame the offense, blame everybody. Blame Mike Tomlin, too. But if the Steelers are going to bounce back this season and find answers, you've got to have people stepping up in the big moments, and they didn't have anyone doing that today. T.J. Watt looked banged up late. And Patrick obviously was banged up. But someone else needs to step up in those moments, whether it be you know, George Pickens, whether it be Najee Harris, Jalen Warren, something. They, the Steelers need answers, and frankly, they had none. And yes, this is just one game, but it was a very important game to not lose. The one grace that you can say about this game is that it was an NFC opponent, so it doesn't. It's the it's the one of their last was it six games? No, last seven games that we were. This is now now they have six games left, I believe. Yeah, they have six games left. Um, but now that they're down to six of the in their last seven games, the two that they could probably most afford to lose were to the Seahawks and the Cardinals, simply because they wouldn't count against their conference record. But now that you've lost the one to the Cardinals, you have to win the one against the Seahawks, and you have to hope that you can kind of keep pace with everyone else in the NFL. The Colts game in two weeks seems like a must-win for the Steelers on the road. We'll get more into that in a little bit here because I think that's the big picture is I don't think the Steelers' season is done, even as depressing as this loss seems. And I'm not saying that they're going far this season, but playoffs are still very much in reach, and I'll explain why in a minute here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. And Chris Carter, stick with me. Got a lot to discuss. But first, I want to remind you, this show is also brought to you by Game Time. Game Time is the app that you can download right on your phone to buy tickets to your favorite events and where it shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for your sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. They give you killer deals on last-minute tickets, and they have a best price guarantee that can't be beat. So do stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you're about to have. GameTime.co is the website, but Game Time is an app that you can download right to your phone. It allows you to book tickets up to the last minute or even up to an hour after your event has started. It's a lot better than trying to look for scalpers on the street not knowing what your seat's actually going to look like and then you're surprised when you get there and the view is terrible game time makes sure that you have the right seat every time you'll see the exact deal that you want and you see the view from your seats so that you know you're getting the right value for the money that you're paying and you have exclusive flash deals on anything so you want to see one of the last Steelers games of the season you could do that penguins games absolutely pit basketball games that too concerts comedy theater events Anything game time is most likely going to get you with you. And the best price guarantee means that if you find tickets in the same section and row for less somewhere else, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for a $20 off your first purchase or go to their website, gametime.co. Terms and conditions apply. Create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed.
back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Uh, again, we apologize for the new setting here. We're in Channel 11's uh, studios here while I wait to get on the final word uh, and record there. But I wanted to record this as soon as possible so we can get this out earlier in the evening instead of coming out at midnight and uh, and, and having to be that about that late. So I uh, hope you guys understand and appreciate that uh, sometimes time constraints and all my different hats that I have to wear can sometimes get in the way. But let's talk about a few things here. So the Steelers... Um, Got some favors and didn't get other favors. As I speak right now, the Rams are uh, finishing up a 36-19 win over the Browns. That's, that's something I expected. The Browns drop a game uh, and are still behind the Steelers in the standings there because of that. Now, the, the Bengals still have, still have to play the Jaguars, um, but I, I think the Jaguars should handle their business there. Um, meanwhile, the Colts beating the Titans was the one thing the Steelers didn't need to happen because now the Colts are tied with the Steelers and that makes that game in two weeks Indianapolis, in Indianapolis that much more important. Um, so the Steelers are in a position and also the Texans beating, beating the Broncos. Uh, they, they advanced to seven and five, the Broncos at six and six. And now the Texans jump ahead of the Steelers in the, in the playoffs. And I'm believing if I'm looking at this correctly here, hold on, as I do, this is live time. Um, the Steelers will still be in the playoffs because they'll be the sixth seed, I believe. Yes, they should be the sixth seed, and the Texans should jump ahead of them. I think there's a lot of tiebreakers that play in here, but the Steelers should be in the playoffs by the time that, that, that you're seeing this show still. And so they're very much in the race, and I still think they have an outside shot at the division if they can handle their business late. But the thing is, they needed to handle their business uh, today. They did not. They needed to handle their business against uh, the Browns on the road when they had Dorian Thompson Robinson. They did not. And that's the that's the disappointing part of this is that there's now had multiple occasions this year where you could look at the Niners, the Texans, the Jaguars and say, hey, those are really good teams and they played well. And those were you know good quarterbacks. They were they were playing them. They had a rough outing. You could say that. But those those other two losses, those fall right on the squares of the Steelers of, of letting those op- opportunities pass up. And now you need the, the Ravens, who still have a tough way, way to go. They still have to play the Niners. They still have to play the Jaguars. They still have to play the Dolphins. And then they play the Steelers at the end of the game, at the end of the season. So if they lose, what, two of those games? No, if they lose one of those games and the Steelers win out, They can hint that, that, that means they can still have a chance at the division year. But realistically, I don't think you can expect the Steelers to be consistent right now because they've been wildly inconsistent. And – that's where the Steelers have to find find their center right now, and this is these are the moments that often determine where the core of a team will go. If you go back to uh, this, the 2005 Steelers when they were when they were seven and five, then they found they found their answers late in that season. They were very inconsistent, and then they found that consistency late. I don't think they're anywhere near the 2005 Steelers because that was a team full of veterans that kind of ran things and allowed a young quarterback to kind of man, you know find himself in his second year in the league. That was Ben Roethlisberger, and I think Ben Roethlisberger obviously looks a lot better than Kenny Pickett right now, but. Um, I think still, you're, you're, I'm not saying that they need to find their center to win a Super Bowl this year, but they need, they need to find their core and they need to find out who they are and that they can go out and fight and win in key, in key spots so that they can keep building on this and not have to abandon what they're doing right now as, as a core as the core of the team. This is still a team with T.J. Watt who will be here for the next several years. Minka Fitzpatrick will be here for the next several years. Alex Highsmith will be here for the next several years. 
There's still talent uh, that's on rookie deals like guys like Najee Harris, Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, Broderick Jones, Darnell Washington. There's plenty of guys that you and Pat Fryermuth, plenty of guys that you want to, to see. You know, Joey Porter Jr., Keanu Benton. You can keep naming all the young guys this team has that you think can contribute to that future core. But if you let this season get away from you, if you waste this opportunity and this turns into a lost season, then you miss and you miss out. And that's the one thing where. When people talk about Mike Tomlin, they talk about him not having a losing season. These are the things that he has that he has been able to maintain. Even in the worst of seasons, when you had Devlin Hodges at quarterback, you found a way to stay eight and eight so that you could show, hey, there's there's potential to be had here. And it's clear this team is not, you know, world beaters. They're not going to go out. This isn't a team that's going to go out and shock the world and and, and go on a, a seven game tear to win the Super Bowl. But this is a team that can find itself and find something to believe in for, for the future and set up a, and, and finish strong, make the playoffs maybe even sneak one punch in and get a playoff win on a good team. And if we can do that, I think it sets a great tone for moving forward and allows uh, Omar Khan in the front office to find better answers in, in, in the draft and in free agency so that they can reconstitute the right things, head out with the player, the good, the, the meat from this year, spit out the bone, and you could go forward next year with the team that you really want and a better chance to find, to find the new core that's going to give the Steelers the best shot at winning in the future. But you have to find that soon. It's very imperative. If they lose this game to the Patriots on Thursday, it's going to cause a lot of problems, and there's going to be a lot of finger pointing, and you have a chance to lose the locker room, and that's where Mike Tomlin would be in a lot of trouble. We'll get to more into that in the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Thanks so much. Tune in to uh, Final Word, uh, 1130, I believe. 1135 comes on on Channel 11, WPXI. I'm hoping to get this out by then. We're recording this a little before 8 um, but uh, hope that I can get this up by then. But thanks again for tuning in to the Lockdown Steelers podcast. Hang in there, Steelers fans. There's still a lot of football to be played this year and a lot of chance for them to turn it around. We'll keep you posted on if they turn around and have our Stars and Skulls grades on our Tuesday episode of the Lockdown Steelers podcast. We'll see you then right here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. <laughs>